This is Women Who Build Empires, a podcast celebrating women entrepreneurs and thought leaders who are turning the tables on outdated old school belief systems and building business empires that align with who they are, how they work, and how they are leaving a lasting legacy. And I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner, serial entrepreneur, investor, and business consultant for ambitious women entrepreneurs who are boldly taking their business to the next level. In each episode, you're going to get to know the women who are unafraid to put it all on the line as they share the stories of how both success and failure have helped them become incredible CEOs. Hey, Empresses. If anybody was going to embody feminine leadership in such an amazing and powerful way, my guest and my client, Jen McLam, the owner and founder of Vital Touch Wellness, is that person. She is an incredible powerhouse, yet quiet and soft-spoken. And one of the things that I love, love, love about Jen is that she takes the time to check in before responding and before she makes big decisions. And I have seen her, and every time she does this, that little gut check that she does really helps her just be a force and the catalyst for incredible change. So on the episode, we talked about a whole slew of different things. Jen has been in business and just celebrated her 20th anniversary. And we talked about what her journey had looked like, her her successes, some of the failures that she's had, where she has struggled with building team in the past, and also how she has built an incredibly and highly motivated team while living in a different state from the business. She's been on fire for the last two years and really stepped into the CEO role of her business. I think you're gonna love this episode. And if you wanna experience growth just like Jen's without the stress, without the burnout, in a way that is sustainable and more profitable for you, feel free to hop on a rev up your revenue audit with me. The link is in the bio and in 30 minutes or less, we are gonna find at least three different ways that you can increase your revenue, reduce the amount of time that you're working and help find places where you can delegate and or have more support in your life. So go ahead and find that in the show notes and hop on my calendar now because there's only a few spots open. Hey, Jen, I am so glad that we finally got you on the podcast. I have been asking, I'm going to say for several months now, and you have had an enormous amount going on with your business, Vital Touch Wellness. Um, and for me, as one of my star clients, you, um, you have been just completely knocking it out of the park. So with that little intro, uh, introduce yourself and share a little bit about who you are and the magic you make. Okay. Thank you, Emmy. Yes. You have been wanting to schedule this for a while. (laughs) I think it's been more than a few months. I think you might've talked about it last summer. Um, but yes, I am happy to be here. And uh, my name is Jen McLam. I'm the owner and director of Vital Touch Wellness, which is a, like a brick and mortar wellness studio in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. 
and we offer massage therapy and yoga classes and other services to support mind body healing and help people transform their health what do you see as the biggest changes in people like when they're getting regular body work since i don't see clients as much anymore i kind of have to go by kind of to think back um i mean first and foremost the easiest thing to see and hear is when people have come in with a specific issue that's been bothering them, something that's painful or stiff, and um, and they feel relief from it. So that's like the most physical, most physical change. Well, I could share as an avid, <laughs> I'm avid, avid body. I know it's not to put into words. Yeah. yeah. A, I mean, for me, it's just about staying healthy. Like I know when I have body work regularly, I don't get sick as often. I'm I have less stress, less pain, and I just feel better overall. But let's circle back into like your story and your journey, I think is fascinating. So share with everybody how you found massage and why you decided to become a massage therapist and then just starting your business. You just celebrated 20 years in April. Yes. We just celebrated 20 years in business, opened up in 2003. I became a massage therapist even before that, when I was at the young age of of 23 years old. And um, it wasn't something that I grew up thinking I wanted to do because when I grew up, it was not a thing. Like massage therapy was not something that people did in the little community I grew up in, in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Um, so I'd never really heard of it before I went to college and I was like, I was like typical college bound student, you know, great, like loved going to school, got good grades, went to Penn state university and then, and then really hit a wall. I had no idea how hard it was going to be for me emotionally to transition from this like small community I grew up in to this giant campus. And so I had um, like my first experience with depression uh, when I got up there and I was trying to manage that and, um, you know, trying to hit the books and trying to figure out how to like meet, I guess, make meaningful connections within this huge population of people. And one of the things that drew me to massage was actually this, like, um, was actually dance. So I didn't know what I was going to school for. I was kind of like taking general classes to figure it out. Cause I loved everything. I loved like everything. And I couldn't decide what I wanted to focus on. But um, so as I was doing all this, I lived in this dorm that was across from this gymnasium. And every single day there would be this drumming that would come out of the windows of the gymnasium. So I'd be walking back from class to my dorm and I'd hear this like African drumming, these rhythms like live, like coming out of the building. And it just sounded so like passionate and alive. And I wanted um, to know what was going on there. So I um, realized it was an African dance class. So I ended up signing up for one and it was amazing. It was so amazing to like get away. I didn't realize I needed it. Like I wasn't self-aware back then to know I need a break. I need some stress relief. I need to connect to my body. Like I didn't know any of those things, but that's what it did for me just to be in my body and be moving and exploring and hearing the music. Um, 
and in the moment and just having fun. So, um, so I started minoring in dance and taking some classes and, um, I ended up injuring my back, not in dance, but just from something else. And one of my dance instructors was like, you should get a massage. And I'm like, what? Never did that before. So I went to get a massage and, um, that was the first time I ever experienced it. And it wasn't like in that moment, I didn't have like this, like flash go off that it was something I wanted to do, but it just planted a seed. So, um, you know, it helped me, it helped my body. I felt better. And when I was ready to leave college, when I knew that I just did not, it just wasn't the path for me, Mm -hmm. um, that seed was there. So I decided I wanted to explore massage therapy. That's a long answer. (laughs) <laughs> that's a perfect answer. Yeah. <laughs> you start taking courses to become a massage therapist. And yeah, my whole world like opened up. Like I had no idea. Like I grew up in rural Lancaster County. I went to school, massage school in New Mexico. I was, I was dating a boy who went to grad school there. And um I was taking classes in herbs and holistic health and you know, energy work and energy body work, as well as like, as well as massage and, you know, anatomy. And it's this whole world I never knew existed about like alternative health and kind of back then everyone called it new age, new age healing. So that was just so cool for me. Yeah. And what was that like for you? Like kind of having everything blown up and like what mindset shifts or what openings did you have as you were starting to learn all these different things and the different modalities? I mean, I was just, I just really connected to it. It's hard, you know, it's hard to go back and like remember anything specifically, but I mean, I really was just kind of eating everything up that I learned and it, it all made so much sense. I don't know. I mean, I think looking back, like I can say that's the beginning of me learning that there's life below the neckline. <laughs> yeah, it's not something I think a lot of us grow up with, with the mind, with, with awareness of our bodies or a real deep connection to our bodies. And I certainly didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until later that I realized that was what I was doing was in massage. We help people come into their bodies and, and, and just be present and feel things. And also, you know, I was experiencing that as a student too, like learning, you know, learning more about it. So that, that was huge. Yeah. And at what point did you decide to start your own business? I can't say there was like this light bulb moment either. I mean, I was really happy. I worked for a chiropractor in my area for, for six years um, back in Pennsylvania and really um, learned a lot there. And my, my father was an entrepreneur. He has his own business. That's like a family business that I didn't really want to be a part of. They, sell equipment that breaks up rocks and quarries. Okay. <laughs> breaks up rocks like pressures and conveyor belts. And that was like, not my thing. Yeah. But, um, but my dad was like, when are you going to start your own business? And I was like, I'm good. Like, I don't want that headache. I don't want any of that. You know, I just get to go to work and then I get to come home and I have to think about work. And I knew my dad had like a totally different experience. Like he was always at work. And if he, things went bad at work, come home, you know, be in a grumpy mood. So I think there was a while I was kind of resistant to it. So why did I start it? I mean, I don't know. I guess after six years of like working for someone else, it just, I can't think of like one thing that like pushed me into finally doing it. I just remember driving around looking for rental space, like looking at something like the, looking at like for signs that said 
office space available and thinking, yeah, like maybe I'll just do a little bit on my own here. What really did it, I didn't, I started my business and saw a couple clients there and I was still working for the chiropractor and then they ended up letting me go, which in that moment, like destroyed me. Like I had never been fired from a job before. And I think it had something to do with insurance reasons. Insurance wasn't covering massage as much. And um, so it ended up being a really good thing. And my boss was like, you're going to thank me. Like, she's like, you, we're not going to offer massage at our office anymore. So you can take our clients. So, um, well, so, which was really great. So that, that helped a lot. And it, it pushed me into like becoming, like having my own business be my sole source of income. And at what point did you decide to bring other massage therapists on? Cause it would be really easy for you just to stay small and yeah. you have a couple of times different levels of growth. Yeah, it was probably, I opened my business in 2003 was probably as early as 2000 wow like 2006 when I started hiring people because because I was booked enough that I couldn't you know see all the clients that wanted to come in Mm -hmm. and it just made sense to find somebody else to come in and help and I also wanted to start thinking about um like massage therapy it's a very physically demanding career. And at that time I, I decided I wanted to go to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which you went to as well. I did. And I was, yeah, I was thinking about like finding a little bit of balance, like not just having silent, you know, massage where someone's passive and I'm doing the work, but I started getting curious about working with people face to face and supporting them in their health in other ways. So that was part of my decision to find somebody else to to practice with me and what has your growth journey been like for you like looking back what were some of the highlights and what were some of the things that you wish you had done differently oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) the highlights um the first things that come to mind were like the disasters like like hiring somebody that was not a good fit and struggling with how to let them go when they were seeing tons of clients and, and making revenue for the business. But there were like red flags. I, I had to let them go. And, and that was really, that was really tough. So I, I actually did that a couple of times. I actually have had people work at Vital Touch that in my gut, I didn't feel like aligned with who I was or who I wanted my business to be as I, as I developed and evolved that vision. Right. But since they were popular and they were seeing people, I rationalized, well, you know, I can't let them go. Like this is working. It's fine. Yeah. So I had to learn that lesson a lot (laughs) 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 over the years. I learned that lesson quite a few times that that it's so important. So yeah, some of the highlights were those hiring decisions or non-decisions, or I just kind of let things go. Well, you're Um, not the only one who has done that. Um, yeah. I can guarantee that yeah. it's, it is hard like that when they're bringing in a significant chunk of, of revenue to let that go and have that space be there is the yeah, exactly. it's a big thing. So one of the, one of the highlights was that happened for me, like someone that I just knew, he just kind of wasn't a good fit, but was seeing, you know, seeing probably enough clients to bring in like 45% of our income. 
she left after being with us for years. Like all of a sudden I had a month's notice and I was in shock and um, that was huge. So it was another time in the universe. Like many times there've been decisions that I didn't make directly, but that I just kind of had to kind of flow with what was happening, which ended up pivoting me into like a better direction at that time. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. So when things don't fit, things that don't fit end up not being there anymore. There's space to find things that do fit. (laughs) So that, that was big. Um, Another highlight was like my landlord saying, you need to get out of the space you're in because we need it for somebody else, but you can move to a different space. It'll just have to be bigger. And so that was a big decision to decide, do I want to grow and expand or find some other place? All day? I didn't really want to find another place altogether. I wanted to stay in that community. Right. Um, it all happened around the same time that, you know, right after we reopened from COVID and my husband and I were struggling and all this happened around the same time. And, and up till then I had been working kind of keeping my head down as a boss, like really working less than 20 hours a week, not, you know, just kind of doing what needed to be done to keep everything running like status quo. And that was working for me for a long time. Like I had free time and I could like travel and hike and garden and lay around with my dogs and and do all that stuff. And um, when, at that moment, when I had to decide whether to expand or not, I was like holding all of that. Like, what do I want? Like, I'm going to need, I'm going to need to support myself. Cause I, I, it looks like we're going to, we're going to get separated and I'm going to be on my own. And so I decided to go for it. And that's when I signed up with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was like a huge moment that was in 20. Yeah. Well, I, I want to touch on that too, because you were running the business remotely, like Vital touch wellness is in Pennsylvania and you were living in upstate New York. I know. I know. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Yeah. Yeah. We moved and. Um, I moved so I could start a new training program. I wanted to start a, a different chapter in my career um, and do more counseling. And um, we moved up about a year before COVID happened. So I didn't get to put down the roots that I wanted to in that area in New York. Mm-hmm. But I had kept my business in Pennsylvania because it was making some past, like some income. And I thought this, let me just keep it running. And I, one of our um, massage therapists who is like one of those people that everybody would love to clone. Like she's just the whole package. She's so good at what she does and a great communicator and so responsible and and resourceful. She um, stepped up to be an office manager to help run the day-to-day things on site while I was living out of state. So I couldn't have done any of it without her. And um, yeah, so she kept it running while I came back every month or two to be on site and until, um, yeah, until I decided to expand and, and live, move back to Pennsylvania. Yeah. When, when you expanded, like the space doubled, right? Yep. More- yeah, it more, yeah, it more than doubled. I think we went from less than 600 square feet to like 1900 square feet. So okay. the space doubled and then I added, I was like, we were renovating this little apartment, this little junky old apartment in this building that was behind our original studio. 
and um, the apartment had a two car garage that was the rent, the landlord was going to rent out to a different business. And I kept walking in this garage and thinking if this was like all cleaned out and open, this would be this really nice, big open space. And I kind of always wanted to have like, besides our little treatment rooms, like Mm -hmm. a bigger space to like have classes, you know, just to have classes. So I was like, why not? We're already renovating. Let's just, let's just add on to it (laughs) and go full speed ahead. So then yeah, triple the space and included like a whole new set of services, um, which was like a new a new world for me not as far as taking yoga classes but to like manage and run and run that was different what does it feel like because you've grown like exponentially in the last three years I know what does that feel like I still am in I'm still in some state of disbelief around that and I'm not sure not sure why um I think because it happened so fast yeah because once I put my mind to it and then did the work like worked with you and did the work that needed to be done to like back up all the all the loans I was taking out and the the renovation and the space expansion like did the work to like build a bigger team and a better team of people yeah it's just it's amazing that it's like it's bearing fruit. <laughs> like I think it's just so different for from how I used to used to be around my business. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things I'm in awe of is you have the most solid, dedicated, excited, motivated team I've seen. Yeah. They're amazing. Your massage therapists, your admin people, your yoga teachers like they really care about what they're doing and being excellent. So what's your secret? My secret. Yeah. Well, it helps that the field I am in is about self care and that we want our clients to take care of themselves, to come in and get massages or take yoga or do things at home to like support their health. And so I recognized really early on that, I could walk the talk and, and be, and and do for myself what I encourage my clients to do as, you know, as best as I could. And then that, you know, cause I'm giving, you know, giving them feedback. So I would kind of hear like, oh yeah, I could take it to heart might me too. And so then when I started hiring people 15 years ago, I wanted that to be part of it. I wanted to encourage them also to take care of themselves. Like I said, massage is so physically demanding and emotionally demanding. So I started to shift from being just about a center that wants to take care of our clients that come in mm-hmm. to really also focusing on taking care of our staff and putting policies into place that support their self-care, like, like how they get to take time off and take breaks and they get a massage every month. Um, and also that kept evolving until I expanded. And then I really, once I stepped back from seeing my own clients as much, I felt like my primary job was taking care of my staff and supporting them and taking care of themselves and growing and providing what they need to do the best work that they can at our studio and making them feel like when they feel good to come to work, 
that's going to expand and translate right into their clients. Right. So that's so important to create like this positive atmosphere. So I really did so much more in terms of team development and community building. And so when we meet, we meet once a month, the yoga team and the massage team, we start with a little meditation and we start with sharing what we're grateful for, which is something I got from Brene Brown. So she says she starts every meeting. I don't know if she still does this with her team and they go around and they talk about something they're grateful for. And it takes everybody kind of out of what they were doing in that before that moment and takes everybody into the present moment and kind of helps them connect to their heart a little bit and a space of like caring for themselves and each other. And it just really changes the energy of the space before we start our meeting. And I think that has been a really big part of knitting everyone together in a really positive way. That's another thing. Yeah, you never asked me this question before so broadly. So I'm like, it's like it's kind of fun to think of think of all the things. Yeah. yeah well that, in our calls we're yeah. usually talking about the individuals. Yeah, individuals are just very specific yeah. things. But yeah, I really Yeah. So there's and, a lot of things that I that I do. Everyone feels like they can be heard. Um, another thing that's really good is I am not the only boss. So our office manager, Priva Doyle, is kind of like, she's kind of like a little buffer. So if someone feels like something's not working right or they need something, they feel really welcome to go to her. And I think in some ways, sometimes that might be easier for staff. You know, they, it might be a little harder for staff to like go straight to the top when they have a problem or an issue mm-hmm. or they may be like, I don't want to bother her. You know, maybe this is like blah, blah, blah. And I think that's really important too. Um, that they have somebody who's working right alongside them that they can go to for whatever they need, like a logistical question or or anything that's going on for them. Mm-hmm. So I think that helps everyone feel like, yeah, feel yeah. really good. So I said, you have an incredible team. And I know. I'm so, like, it's been so fun for me to watch you grow and to bring all these people on and, and really put together the personalities and and love up on each person so that person can grow into his or her you know, best self and be able to practice at the highest level. It is exciting. And I really, I mean, I couldn't have done so much of this without your guidance. Like I remember when I moved um, into the new space and I wanted two new massage therapists because we'd have to, in order to pay for all of it, we had to grow. We had to like have more good staff to like be there and see all the clients we needed to see. And I was nervous because massage therapists are hard to hire. There's so much competition and um, I couldn't just do it the way I always had done it where you just put a job, job ad and they're all competing with each other to get the job. It's not like that anymore. It's like I had to compete with employers to get the good therapist. Right. So you like coached me through that um, in terms of how to write the description and and how to like present it um, at job fairs in this whole like this beautiful way um, to kind of like flip the script. And yeah, I think it's it's worked incredibly like when it comes to recruiting and then when then and then you've helped me like when it comes to like team development and like onboarding people just like systematizing that and like taking what works and making that like part of our, our normal system. So yeah, that's been good. 
Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Watch, like I said, or how do you see yourself changing as the business owner over the last couple of years? Oh, like so much. The last couple of years, like the first 15 years owning Vital Touch was one way. And then in the last few years, I changed so much. I've just taken more ownership in it and I've taken on much more responsibility instead of like having someone work there and hope they do a good job. You know, I'm just like so much more hands-on and I'm more, I think it really had to do with my own personal growth and being able to, being able to come through the pieces of my personal process, my childhood, et cetera, that were inhibiting my power and my leadership abilities and wanting me to stay comfortable and just lay low and just have like a small job and in a quiet job. And I, so I came through a lot personally that I think has enabled me to step into something that I couldn't have five years ago. Um, One of the things that I love seeing in your growth is how you're running the business differently and how you're doing projections and like, you're really familiar with all your KPIs and you're measuring and you move things around a little bit to make sure that you're measuring them in the best way possible so that you can then fill in with the people and, um, and the services that really make a difference in the area. And uh, that's been really, really cool. And I mean, you frequently are leading conversation in you know our group calls or when we were together for the CEO retreat weekends. Yeah, that's been a really good opportunity to experiment with having a voice and, and um, having faith in myself and what I know and what I've learned and sharing it amongst a group of other women who like we're all supporting each other to succeed in what we do. So I know it's just this like, yeah, just a really welcome environment for that. Yeah. So that's been good. And I love my, I love my Google spreadsheets. I never used Google spread. I never used Excel. I was not a big fan of it. And then I think um, I started using Google sheets after working with you and to track the KPIs. And now I'm like creating my own <laughs> to track other oh, no. things. I know. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I never really love that. I'm geeking out on all that. Well, it's knowledge is power. It is. It really is. If you don't know your numbers, clearly, like, yeah, I have I have less fear about my business and I know more about what's going to happen because I can, like, see it all on paper. And so when I have a moment where, like, oh, no, like, we, we had a really bad day, like, it's been slow or this whole week is slow or, like, what's going on? And then I could, you know, we had three cancellations and I could easily go into panic and I don't at all anymore because I'm not thinking just day to day. I can look at my, my quarter, my month, my year and like, see, like, we're fine. Like this is, this is like a little dip and I'm looking at like the broader numbers and seeing, yeah, seeing more of the big picture. It keeps me from having just like small daily meltdowns. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause as a business owner, you can, you can just get pulled in like so many different directions. Like, Oh, this was, this was a good thing that happened. Oh no, this is a bad thing that happened. And it's like, you can just feel so stretched thin. And I think, like you said, that knowledge of like, of like knowing my business in a whole different way, which was so intimidating to think about when I first started working with you, I'm like, 
I felt like a mountain to climb. But now that I'm at the top, I'm like, I can just see things in such a different way and know where I need to put my energy instead of just being pulled in like all these different directions. Yeah. Yeah. It is powerful. Yeah. When you come very prepared to our calls. <laughs> I love the teacher's pet. <laughs> not, I mean, not always. Sometimes I'm like sliding in like all frazzled and I'm like, I don't know what's happening today, <laughs> but um, everybody has that. I, I try to be mindful. Yeah. I want to shift gears a little bit and okay. um, because you are certified. I think that's the right terminology um, in somatic therapy. And I'd love to know a little bit more about that. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm I don't registered. Think, What's that? I said, I don't think people really know what it is or how it can help them. So I know. What is that? What's a somatic share. therapist? What does that mean? I don't know what it means. Somatic means of the body. So I'm a of the body therapist. But like even that, like what does that mean? So I'm a registered somatic expressive movement therapist that's a mouthful so sometimes i just tell people i'm a registered somatic therapist um that's what i went to new york to train for and i got additional training in body-centered psychotherapy graduated from that program and so somatic therapy on on its face can kind of look like uh, look like talk therapy but it's it's really very different and um, as a somatic therapist I work with clients who might come in with physical issues that they want to talk about, or they might want to talk about like some, you know, issues going on in their lives. And what I help people do is process the emotions that get triggered on a regular basis by um, integrating what's happening in our heads about all of it with what's happening in our bodies and really helping people feel more integrated by recognizing um, the very physical way that our bodies respond to everything, every thought, every experience, every memory. And so I help people process and digest those things so that they can come to a different place um, and feel like, they have more room for themselves, more room for their feelings, um, have a kinder relationship with themselves and their bodies. And um, what, yeah, what shifts do you, do you have people or do people experience when they're okay. kind of getting connected to what's going on in their body? Yeah. And, and processing. Yeah. Well, I, um, I'll talk about a client I had recently. She came in and wanted to share about some, um, physical muscle tension she was having. And she was also feeling really nervous about making a transition in her life. And as we were talking through that, what, what I used was some visualization techniques to have her embody different pieces of what she was feeling. And um, she came to a place of having less tension, having much less, much muscle tension, and also feeling less afraid of 
uh, what was going to happen in her life. That's pretty powerful. I think everything, I mean, really everything that we're afraid of already happened to us. That's why we're afraid it's going to happen because at some point in our lives, in some way, something did happen. Like I'm going to be abandoned in this relationship. Well, we must, we must have experienced the feeling of abandonment before. And we know the signals and our, and we're looking for it. Or mm -hmm. um, if I do really well, I'm going to lose everything. Like I'm afraid to like do a good job or recognize I'm doing a good job because then it's going to fall apart. So at some point in our lives, it must have fallen apart. And so if we're able to connect in some way with these memories, um, maybe they're just a body memory. Maybe we don't really know what happened. It's just something we learned and experienced. But if we can connect with them, we can help finish. They're like these little unfinished places that um, we can help finish mm -hmm. so that we can move through life with less fear and have more of ourselves and more of our power. And when you're doing that work, is there moving through each piece? Because I, I mean, it's at least with the work I've done, there's layers, but it becomes more permanent, correct? Like they've processed whatever the fear is or whatever they're holding. Well, or is it? I'd like to say enough? yes. And I've had this conversation with like my own trainers and therapists is that a lot of times what we come up against in ourselves, the way we fight ourselves or the way we hold ourselves back, it might be part of our process for the rest of our lives. It's just that we can live it differently when we learn to be one, be aware that it's happening and then address all, all the underlying needs that come up with it and really flesh that out so that the next time it comes up and the next time it comes up, Mm -hmm. we're able to just live it differently we might experience it as a feeling that we don't act on anymore and be like oh there's that fear hi fear i know you, i know why you're here got it i'll take a couple breaths here with you um and just be there with ourselves in whatever way that we need to be there and what does happen that is more permanent i think is the amount of body and the ground you get to have because mm -hmm. once you start connecting with these things, it kind of goes back to what I talked about in the beginning is like just living our lives from the heads up. Um, and that's a very safe place. And for a lot of people, it doesn't feel safe to feel their feelings in their body. Some people are terrified of that. So the more that we can build a container for the intensity of these feelings and know that that's just all they are. Like our feelings are not a problem. It's the way we feel about our feelings that's the problem. It's the way we feel about them and then the way we react to them. And then, um, But once we are able to build a container for the intensity of everything that we're feeling, then we can just meet each feeling as a moment-to-moment -moment experience in ourselves. And it flows. So that's what becomes more permanent is the ability to let emotions flow through us like waves of experience Mm -hmm. that don't scare us that don't like make us run away or shut our mouths or you know whatever we normally do but just something it's a wave of experience that we have um and we're able to like be embodied and be in ourselves and feel our feet on the ground through all of it that's something i feel like happens and gets deeper and deeper and deeper the more you do this work that's does amazing. that make sense yeah, totally. For me, it does. <laughs> hopefully it does for all of our listeners. Yeah. And it sometimes it feels hard to put into words because right. 
but you have a cool introductory offer for somebody who wants to learn more. So can you share? With yeah. Us? Yeah. For someone who's never tried somatic therapy before, um, I, I would love to work with you. And um, especially if you're like, especially if someone's another, like a business owner and just knows that there's, that there's this, these habits or patterns that they have that are holding them back. Um, I am really curious about that. So um, I work with clients over Zoom as well as in person. But if you're not in the downtown Pennsylvania area, we can work over Zoom. And I'm offering a um, just introductory offer for $79 for a one hour uh, somatic therapy, therapy session with me. Okay. And um, yeah, that can look like, I talked about that one client, we did some visualization, um, which is really powerful. Like things that we imagine in our minds can have a profound physiological effect on our bodies. Absolutely. And we also sometimes might do a little bit of drawing or sketching um, just to help process things or might do a little bit of journaling um, as well. So yeah, you can see more about that on my website at vitaltouchwellness.com and under services, you can read more about my somatic therapy practice. Right. And we'll put the link um, in the show notes for everybody too. Jen, this has been fantastic. And I'm so grateful that we got to have you on. Thank um, you. In addition to the website, where's the best place for people to connect with you and Vital Touch? In addition to the website, um, we do, we are on Instagram and we are on Facebook. Okay. And I can't remember this address is off the top of my head, but. I'm sure it's Vital Touch Wellness of some variety. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. And we'll have those links. This in the good. Thank you for having me, Emmy. I really enjoyed. I always enjoyed talking to you. So it's felt pretty comfortable. Awesome. Thank you. It's my hope that you find at least one nugget of value in each episode of Women Who Build Empires. And if that's true, please follow and share Women Who Build Empires with your friends and leave a review on Apple Podcast. Your support is what will help this podcast be found by more women just like you.